Hey everyone, welcome to the Immortality Podcast. I'm your host Jake here with Josh. Uh, today we have a very nice raw poor tea from Guafangzhai village in the uh, southeastern province of Yunnan, right along the border with Laos. Yeah, let's 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 get it fired up. So, I always like to preheat everything first. All the vessels, the uh, gaiwan, the fairness pitcher, and the cups, just run a little hot water through them. Kind of helps wake everything up, get everything prepared. You can load the tea in there, really nice, big, attractive leaves. Um, we'll rinse this one. So throughout the first steep. You know, for normal Pu'er drinkers, I think it's uh, people know how to use the tea. But for me, I found that Pu'ers were like this advanced level of mm -hmm. Gaiwan tea drinking. Mm -hmm. And so why why do you um, kind of do a quick rinse? Is it just because it's an aged tea? You don't know what's on it? or uh, Partially that. Um, you do do it with younger pu'ers too. Um, if you can see, these leaves are pretty twisted and pressed. So the first steep isn't going to have a lot unless you throw it unless you throw it out, right? You want you want to you want to wake it up a little with some hot water. It smells really. It smells really good. Uh, cedar and some type of fruit. Yes, yeah, this, this one's super fruity. Um, so, history of this one, this particular cake, that is, um, this is from 2015. And it's been about five years in um, Guangzhou, so, which is fairly humid storage. Uh, obviously, the more humid the storage for a poor, the faster it's going to, like, quote, age which just means like the faster it's the more it will ferment uh fermentation is like what is supposed to happen to raw pores over time that gives it like the more developed woodsy oaky uh earthy flavors that is nice where are the main kind of pu'er production centers or are there a couple key regions where uh -huh. where people know that the pu'er production is just really high quality tea sure so i guess just to like zoom out a little all poor has to come from yunnan it's a it's a regional definition just like champagne i may have mentioned that in the past but if it's not from yunnan then it's not poor it's something else yunnan of course is also the biological birthplace of tea so it's the only place in the world that there's actually native wild tea plants still growing. And so historically, actually, um, Iwu was the center of distribution. Iwu is the area that this tea is from. It was called like the six famous tea mountains regions. Um, and, and Iwu was a was the big distribution center for poor. Currently, um, it's more, it's, it's moved a little. The larger factories are in Menghai, which is 
just a little to the um, west of Iwu. I feel like you can steep these teas for a very long time. You can, yeah. Well, there's just a lot going on in them, right? Like I mentioned, these are old wild leaves. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of nutrients from the environment that go into this. There's a big difference between uh, a tea plant that was grown in a field uh, with like a thousand other identical tea plants close together in lines, and then a tea plant growing in something that's like more akin to its indigenous environment, surrounded by other kinds of plants, uh, different flora and fauna, not crammed next to other tea plants, competing for it for soil nutrients. So in a way, this is almost like free-range puer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's free-range. It's free-range. <laughs> or, or, uh, or wild-harvested. Wild-harvested, yeah. Which I think is important mm-hmm. because, you know, most people, when they drink tea, they're drinking uh-huh. it out of a tea bag, uh-huh. and then, you know, you're getting only certain types of teas. And I think with these yeah. teas... They really are looking at tea as something that's medicinal uh-huh. and something that can really help improve kind of your daily life as well as your weekly and your monthly sure. kind of regiments sure. of health. I mean, with these pu'ers, I end up using these a lot to stay up and work on different creative mm-hmm. things. Like I'll I'll edit video with a pu'er, I'll read on a pu'er. And then if I drink too much, I I have to go for a walk because there's uh-huh. like a dog inside of me that needs to go for a walk. But but the pu'er seems to bring all that out. Well, I don't want to make any like wild health claims or anything, but you know, I, I just I just drink tea because I like I like it. <clears throat> I mean, I have to imagine that like tea like this, like wild, organic from like very very old trees is like probably one of the healthiest things you could drink. So yeah, we we can see the leaves are starting to open up a little, um, which is what I was referring to earlier. They're like in their dry state, they're very like pressed and tight. So the more the surface area of the leaf increases, the stronger the brew is going to be, at least until a point. So what are we what are we tasting in this? What do you think? Yeah, the oak is starting to come out. Mm-hmm. Like on those first one or two steeps, it was cedary. Yeah. Is is camphor a word? Or would this one be tasting camphor? Or no, this is not the it, camphor. It might, it, might, it might be starting to get there. Yeah, that, that that's something that's like thrown around. Um, if 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 no one if no one knows what like camphor refers to, it's a, it's a common uh, poor tasting note, particularly for older poors. It's kind of like if you never smelled it, it's it's a little akin to like citronella. There's like a little bit of an herbal woodsy taste. I think I think this one's starting to get a hint of that, but like probably probably like five or ten more years out for like a true a truly like aged profile like that. This one is, this one is middle-aged and it's, it's actually fairly far along for being like only about six years old. Is it apricot? Am I tasting some type of fruit, but yeah, I, I don't yeah. know what it is. It's almost, I want to say mm. like very peachy, but not peachy. Like I almost think, like I the th- peach aftertaste. I think, after I you think eat the... dry fruit, like dried, dried peach, dried apricot. Yeah. That's a much better description yeah. of it. Definitely the dried dried apricot yeah. is coming through yeah so so th- this one probably tasted like five five years ago I, I would i would imagine that it tasted more like fresh fruit grass hay that kind of thing and now it's moved towards uh yeah more sugary dried out fruit uh and then with o- more oaky and mushroom notes than grass and hay notes how old are these leaves 
do you think? You, you mean the trees? Yeah, yeah, the trees that produce oh, these leaves. It's it's hard to say. This 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 one is um you know, what's called gushu, so ancient tree, and th- there's not like a standard for that. It's not like there's like a board that oversees those claims, so they they get thrown around a bit. But generally, it's supposed to refer to trees that are at least a hundred years old. But definitely big wild trees, and you know, unfortunately, there's no way to date trees unless, um, like, you take like a core drill. Otherwise, it's basically just the tea farmer knows that, like, well, his pappy harvested this tea, and his pappy harvested that tea, and then grandma harvested it yeah, before yeah. that, yeah, and then grandpa and grandma harvested the yeah, tea before so it's, that. You know, and these these are like small villages. You know, you have to you have to understand, like Poor's only really come into prominence in the last like, or I should say, like wild Gushu Poor's only really come into prominence in the last like twenty or thirty years. Honestly, it's a miracle that so many teas, tea trees, old tea trees have survived because. In the 50s, a lot were cut down by it, during the Cultural Revolution because of, like, the whole drive towards modernism. The reasoning was that, like, monoculture tea fields, like factory farms, were, like, kind of better. Now there's more of an appreciation for the smaller batch, you know, hand-picked artisanal teas such as this. You know, I think it's amazing that there are these trees that produce these tea leaves mm-hmm. and these tea leaves have outlived Mao. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. a lot of times these political regimes, whether it's, you know, in the West or in the East, mm-hmm. you know, start to do stuff with how the culture produces some of their kind of iconic, I guess, products or just iconic foods mm-hmm. and like drinks. Mm-hmm. And to me, tea is one of these iconic drinks that, mm-hmm. I think people drink it, but they don't really know how far it goes. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes I wonder if people knew that they could drink tea from a tree that's over 100 or 200 or Mm -hmm. 300 years old. I think they would shift, you know, other things in their life, you know. So I'm fascinated with the pu'ers and Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know go really deep into well, that. Well, you, you really can taste a difference. It's 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 amazing. Like if, if if I put this next to like you know what's what's called like a like a field tea, you know, that which which is like the, the monocultures I was talking about, like tea bushes in a row as opposed to like one big tea tree standing in the middle of the forest. You you taste a you taste a big difference. The the flavor is not as deep and the energy is not as good. You know, and I mean, even just speaking to that, you know, within a forest, you've got all this stuff happening in the soil that has been eliminated from those kind of monocrop kind of field Uh produced teas. And so in a way you're, you're really tasting more of, of, uh, you know, that soil network, the microbes, the Mm -hmm. kind of complex root systems Mm -hmm. with like multiple uh, species kind of contributing to the health of the tree, really. Which is, it's just a fact, right? It's like, it's a, it, any plant is healthier when it has a more diverse growing environment uh, and it's not as crowded. I can definitely feel the energy coming off of this one because yeah, normally dude. I ask, what steeping are we on? What cup are we on? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, if, anyone, for... if anyone wants to leave a comment down below about what cup we're on right now. <laughs> Please help us because we are on the front lines of getting extremely. I want, I, I want to say five or six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's definitely somewhere in there. Let's see. Yeah, so I mean, we're not we're not even really opened all the way uh, as far as the tea leaves go. Like, 
they're they're starting to get there, but like there's there's twisted. Um, that one looks nice. We, we we can kind of start seeing these nice big leaves, stems. Ooh, that's a nice one. Nice big one. And they've they've kind of browned a little from age. Like that's the other thing. Like like there's two big things to consider with poor, like artisanal poor like this. It's the age of the tree and the age of the leaves themselves. These particular leaves. Poor came like more into prominence in around like the 1970s, uh, actually via Taiwan. There were there was a big poor collection scene in like Taiwan, but now it's become a big Chinese cultural. Uh, it's become considered a cultural treasure in China, um, and it's given a lot more respect than it was like during the Cultural Revolution. Um, yeah, now the farmers make a lot more money um, for their product. How was Trident Tea and Cafe able to find this farmer? We just have a guy in Yunnan um, who his his family lives and works uh, in Gaoshanzai, which is another really famous uh, sought after destination, means high mountain village. Um, but by and large, what we get from him is more like the commodity grade stuff, like the 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 dai the the, the factory ripes and stuff. Um, he he does a lot of really nice specialty stuff too, though. But you just build the relationship, right? Like you order from the same person for years and years. You talk, um, you give feedback, you ask questions. And then I think what's really interesting about Trident Teas is uh -huh. that there's actually a really good test forum, which is the cafe. Mm -hmm. And because yeah. You know, there's a cafe and a bookstore connected to Trident Teas. Mm -hmm. There is always turnover and selling of the teas yeah. to, to see what people like. But then there's also kind of a regular supply chain that you're mm -hmm. establishing. Exactly. Whereas sometimes when I look at tea, I wonder <laughs> if the person even has a tea shop. Are they just kind mm -hmm. of the the middlemen for you know decent teas or the middle women for mm -hmm. for decent teas? Mm -hmm. But they're not really necessarily you know going to the full brick and mortar. And yeah. then I think when you have a brick and mortar, you actually are bringing tea to the people. And then you're not just selling it online, so your consumer base is a lot more um, That's true. confident, and they believe in you, and, and there's loyalty. Yeah. And then, you well, know... It goes back to building relationships. It goes both ways. You build a relationship with suppliers, but you also build a relationship with your customers, um, which, is, which is very valuable. So if people are watching and listening to this episode with the Guafeng Jai... How would you recommend this tea to somebody? This is like this is this is a pretty high level tea. Like this 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 is very very good. Like you might not want to get this as like your first specialty tea ever, but for someone who's into poor and into poor regions, particularly Iwu, I think this is just a fantastically uh, this is just a fantastic tea. the The base material is very good. And the aging, the the amount of aging that's on it is also very good. Um, a lot of people misage their poor, especially in the West. Finding this in like a Western-facing outlet is like quite rare. We do we sell this for one fifty for a two hundred gram cake, which, if you're not in the know, sounds like a lot. But if you are, probably probably sounds like a bargain. Um, it's just what the world of specialty tea is. 
So it's it's kind of akin to I don't know buying like maybe like a hundred dollar bottle of scotch. I would say like you wouldn't do that if it's like your first bottle ever. But if you've had a few and you know you like it and you're you're kind of on the track of like what kinds of scotches that you do like, then yeah, then the, the maybe you you like spring for the big one just to see. And if you like it, then you buy it again and save it for special occasions. And then this one. You guys do sell in smaller quantities, but it's yeah. We 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 sell. We can sell by the ounce, definitely. There there there's not a lot of this one left right now. So anyone watching this um, might want to check if you're interested. Tridentcafes.com/t. We may be able to get more in the future. Uh, it's a bit of an open question. You know, a lot of it. I I think the guy still has a lot more in China, but uh, we would have to import it again. So this is a really, really kind of special episode, I guess, because we're kind of steeping the tea unicorn here, and we might not have enough to even sell. But a very special episode of Immortality Podcast. Yes. The unicorn of teas is what we are drinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> or one, one of the many unicorns of teas, because there's so yeah. many tea unicorns. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> no, this one, this, this, this one if, if you're interested, I would recommend jumping on it. Where can people find this tea and then other teas like this guafang jia. Yeah, so, so so like I mentioned, it's available online, tridentcafe.com slash teas. Um, this one we don't have um, in the cafe just to drink out of pots. It's a little more, it's, it's a little above that, I would say. So then does that mean all of the super high-end teas on Trident's website are basically only available online? Some of them don't make it to the cafe because we want to either hang on to them for you know sales or to age you know and the, and, and we want to make sure they get to get to someone who's like really going to appreciate it i would say most of our teas are available in the cafe not all of them make it there eventually especially the higher end ones that are more in demand i definitely bought a cake of this and i drank through it really fast yeah dude i, I think one month i drank mm. the whole cake and yeah. It, yeah but what a month that month was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> we've also started offering a uh tea club so uh, that's that's also just under tridentcafe.com slash teas. Uh, we'll send you about four teas with like three or with like three or four steam pings along with information and brewing parameters for the tea. You get a free little guy one like this for signing up. Um, a good way to kind of uh, get your feet wet in the t in the specialty tea world. And if you want this tea, of course, get it while supplies last. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Again, I'm your host, Jake, here with, here with Josh. We just sessioned some Guafeng Jai Rapuer. Now we are tea drunk. So, <clears throat> good drinking, everyone. See everyone later.
Hello. That's a little high. Oh, Free the doll. <laughs> oh my god. Hello, hello. Hello. Alright. You're good. I'm good. Hold on, wait a minute. Okay. Uh hello, my name is Josh. <laughs> hello, my name is Jake. <laughs> Jake, tell me about your favorite weed. <laughs> Princess Leia, cause she's hot. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Her side buns are so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, my side buns. Yeah. Um I think we're good. Are we good? Okay. Yeah. Um, would you have like do you actually have like a little um tray or something? Oh yeah. Dude, these these mics are so sensitive. <laughs> like, like, are you like washing dishes on the headphones? Do you? That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. framing. It's kind of a lot. That's fine. That's all right. I think I weighed this all like nine grams about. Which is gonna be like pretty on the heavy side for a hundred milliliter guy one. center a little more that's perfect and then that little spirit do we need the spirit vessel or whatever that is what what this thing or that thing do we need yeah, that let's, see, let's see that. Okay. Oh, is it cool i guess we don't have to but oh no it's all right you think it's too cluttered like we don't no no, no, no i think it's good i think um the frame is showing this uh -huh. so anytime this gets close to this it uh -huh. gets cut off so okay. as long as we just stay okay sure, sure. We're, we're good i think we're good cool Okay, numbers are rolling. Camera rolling. Um, cool. Perfect. All right. Whenever you are ready. All right, we're we're good. We're good. Okay. Um. So what are we what are, what are we tasting now? I think we're on. I feel like we're on like seven or. Eight or ninth steeping. It is going. This this one's yeah. going a long time. Yeah, it's got kind of like a pleasing sour taste to me. Yeah, the astringency like, like, is like, coming through. Like sour sweet. Um, it's very mouth filling, very viscous, definitely oak and mushrooms. I always feel the astringency mm -hmm. and how it kind of cleanses, mm -hmm. and, and then how the tea kind of cleanses the mouth, cleanses the throat, and kind of sure. 
works its way through the body. And interestingly enough, we definitely ate tacos before drinking this tea. because we We're coming clean. Yeah, I mean, because I think you need to eat, you need to have food when you're steeping a pu'er. Whatever it is, just make sure to have some type of food to eat because, you know, the pu'ers tend to increase my metabolism so much that if there's nothing there, you know, it really starts to make your stomach feel like uh, tea butterflies. That well, like... well, 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 raw pu'er can be a little acidic, it, but, but it, it, it depends. Um, if it's like, it depends on region, it depends on age, it depends on, you know, the, the bushes themselves. But, but especially younger raw... Um, can be a rough ride if you haven't eaten anything. Um, now, if it's no, if it's very fermented, on the other hand, that it, that it's actually quite easy on the stomach. That's good. I didn't know that actually. So that's yeah. actually well. Really that's good. what that's what they do in Hong Kong restaurants. Um, it's it's usually show pu'er that's served there, but it's served alongside like very greasy like dim sum. Usually, the the very fermented pu'er is actually like a digestion aid. I mean. Just try going and eating like a hamburger and fries and then like drink some shopware, you'll feel better. Oh yeah. Anytime I eat too much, I definitely go right for the shopware. Yeah. This one's like half fermented, I would say, about. Um, so it shouldn't be too rough on the stomach. Also, Iwus tend to be a little gentler than other regions. Um in general Iwu is like more floral, sweet and soft. Um some regions produce more like bitter tobacco-y uh, or grassier teas, which, you know, are also great in their own right. It's kind of part of the magic of poor getting to explore all the different mountains and villages and because it's the same plant growing in all those, in, in, the, in those places, but it's, you know, the taste of the place that you get. It just keeps going. It keeps going. It it has definitely sh shifted to the more mm -hmm. astringent, sour, not bitter, mm -hmm. bitter melon. Yeah, yeah. Some melon in here. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So, um, in the later steepings, I like to do it a little longer, right? Because the leaves are open now. Um. So, you know, the first few steepings are about, like, getting getting the leaves open, and then the, the later steepings are about extracting what's left. Um, but for, particularly for something like this, you want you want to get, like, the full, the full spectrum. And it changes, too. It changes over time, like, subtly. So how much longer do you think we could steep this tea for? Oh, geez. <laughs> like, pro probably the whole day, you think? Uh, we, we we could probably get another good liter of hot water at least, I would think. Yeah, yeah, because um, I remember when I was drinking this, I would start in the morning, I would return to my gaiwan at midday, mm -hmm. and then I would kind of finish it off in the evening, and it would just be the same gaiwan being re-steeped. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely something you can do. So, I... I think we're good on time. We're at 30 yeah, minutes, yeah. so we could... Oh, um, sure. <laughs> Bye. Dude, it's... <laughs> um, so, I guess, uh, can you tell people where they can find these wonderful teas? And then let's get people on the tea journey. Yeah, so um, you go online, uh, tridentcafe.com slash teas, 